Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Russell Howell. And this is Jeff Bet Chance, and the show comes out all these movies, television, uh, streaming, all that good stuff. And for <laughs> no apparent reason, uh, this week we decided to forego the poll and we decided to review 1997's The Pest. Why? Because I was reminded of the movie. I hadn't seen it. I just saw a clip. <laughs> and then Russell, Russell had seen it. We just like, we, we should have either. Okay, you know what? Fine, we'll do it. What's the worst? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, I mean, that's what we do. We uh, notoriously bad movies. We uh, we like to suffer through for you guys. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. before we get into that, we have a lot of things to talk about today. First of which is, of course, our weekly trailer talk. Uh, first trailer we're talking about is for Encanto. So Encanto is going to be the upcom is the next up uh, Disney live not live action. This is animated. Uh, and it's, about, it's uh, set in Colombia, which a family has magical powers, except for one member. Uh, and then, you know, the magic gets threatened, and she might be the only help to, help to, to save him. Uh, directed by the director of Zootopia, has original music by Limino Miranda, uh, and stars, and has a feature Stephanie Beatrice as the main, the main girl. Omar Valderrama is apparently in this movie, so good for him. <laughs> and uh, that's it. So, Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for Encanto? I liked it. Yeah, I had uh, Coco vibes to it. A little bit. Um, just with the music. But, uh, yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, very short trailer. It was only like an hour. Or, yeah, an hour. A minute and a half. Um, yeah, it gets me uh, hyped up, though, for another Disney animated film. Absolutely. Looks good. Yeah, they've been, they've been doing really good work. It, look, it looks colorful. I, I do like that we're getting, you know, Colombia representation because, you know, Me- Mexicans got there. Colombia's now, now it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the premise looks interesting. I think that I, lo- I love the, the, col- the colors. Of it. I love the design. The more I'm random, he's, he's got his he's got it in the bag for anime movies this year. Yeah, making them bones. Twenty twenty one, man. Oh uh, yeah. Well, actually, twenty even twenty twenty with uh, the release of Hamilton on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Shit, he's got, yeah he's got like four like five movies this year that he's got like involvement in. He's got the the Reed Moreno documentary which he which he produced. Uh, in the Heights. Yeah, obviously in the Heights. Vivo. Uh, Vivo for Sony on Netflix, Encanto for Disney, yeah. and then Tick Tick Boom, which he's directing, also on Netflix. So yeah, that's the du- working. The dude is working. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, yeah, in, uh, Encanto is set for a, and he's and he's doing Little Mermaid next year. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know. I know you're excited. <laughs> oh, uh, can't wait. Encanto is set for a November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one release. Uh. Next show we're talking about is for Queen Pins. So Queen Pins is an upcoming comedy uh, starring Kristen Bell, Kirby, uh, Kirby Howell Baptiste, Paul Walter Hauser, B.B. Rexa, for some reason, and Vince Vaughn. It's about how two housewives create a, 50, a $40 million coupon scam uh, produced by STX. So it's going to be really good or be really, really awful. <laughs> Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Queen Pins? I liked it. I thought it looked uh, hilarious. Paul Walter Hauser looks awesome in it, as he is in everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, for sure. Yeah, me too. I think this looks interesting. I, I, I love Kristen Bell. I really do. I think, she, I think yeah, she's, she's hilarious. She's solid in everything. She is solid in everything. And, uh, reuniting with uh, Kirby Hal Batiste, who was actually with her on The Good Place. Uh, she came in for the last couple seasons of that show. So I'm excited to see what the two of them do together in a movie. And that is set for a release on, let me see, this is set for a release on September 10th, 2021. Uh, next show we're talking about is for No Man of God. This is a movie starring Elijah Wood. I haven't seen it in a very long time. And yeah. basically, a, another, it's another Ted Bundy movie. I, I was going to say, like, this thing missed the boat, man. We already, we've already had a couple did, on Netflix, man. We did, we on. did this. <laughs> yeah, we've done this. Dude. We did the Ted Bundy tapes, and we did the one with Zac Efron, man. Yeah, Late to the party. We're doing, we're do, we're do, but we're doing it again. Why not? Well, yeah, and this time, uh, Luke Kirby is playing Ted Bundy. Who? Yeah, I know. He, he, was, he was in Halloween Resurrection, and he uh, was on Mrs. Maisel, which he's actually pretty, pretty fantastic on. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think of the trailer for this Ted Bundy movie? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm Ted Bundy now. Kind of just what we were joking around about. I mean, the the Ted Bundy tapes was fantastic. I think that's obviously the obviously the most real that you can get because it, it's it's him. I think that's probably the most fascinating out of all of it because you're actually listening to it coming from him. Uh, I like Zac Efron's um, uh, Netflix movie. That what was it? Wickedly close, whatever. Extremely some, wicked, shockingly wicked, yeah, cruel and vile, shockingly evil and vile. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it fine. I thought it was okay. Um, but yeah, I think we're uh, yeah a little uh, a little late to the party. But little, uh, little, I mean, I'll give it a while. Little buddy out. A little buddy out. But uh, I mean, Elijah Wood. I mean, why not? It'll be. Yeah, we'll see. I always liked him as an actor. I did too, but I just I don't. I'm buddy out, man. I, I just I, I get it. You know, we get it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyways, uh, this this one, uh, No Man of God, is set for a release on. Let me see. When is this coming? When is this coming out? I lost, I lost the release date. This is set for a I, release. I didn't on, see it. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's really uh, June of tw- oh, premiering at Tribeca in June 21. It's set to release wide on August 27, 2021. Oh, okay. So uh, pretty soon. Yeah, last year we're talking about Slur, opening with Disney, closing with Disney. Uh, this is the first trailer for Turning Red. So Turning Red is the is the next Pixar movie up. Uh, releasing this trailer early because the movie, movie doesn't come out yeah. until next March. Yeah, spring. Yeah, start, starting the starting the hype train now. And uh, <laughs> they talked about they talked about this at Disney Investor Day. It was basically about a teenager who, when she uh, gets her heart rate gets up, she turns and she poofs into and turns into a big red panda. Teen Wolf. Teen, literally Teen Wolf. <laughs> Or Incredible Hulk. I or mean, Incredible Hulk. I thought Incredible thought was, well, Hulk was my thought. Um, yeah. Is maybe the '80s? I'm guessing because uh, Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys or by uh, New Kids on the Block plays. Larger Than Life is Backstreet Boys. Oh, so Backstreet that's Backstreet like, Boys. That's the '90s. Okay, so maybe it's the '90s. Uh, but Come being, on now. This is being directed by. <laughs> so I was right the first time. So this is being directed by uh, Domi Shi, who directed. Uh, remember that short bow from Incredibles two. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the uh, with the, uh, the the food, right? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the mom taking care of a dumpling. Yeah, the dumplings. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, she she's uh, directing this, and she, which makes her the first woman to get sole director credit on a Pixar movie. Cool. Which, which I think is exciting. What do you think of the first yeah. ever turning red? I liked it. I mean, anything Pixar does, I think we've you know we've talked it up enough. I mean, they're fantastic. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, you get the feels for it. You get the you know you get the feels of what they're trying to do with it. But yeah, it looks fun. Like I said, I had like Teen Wolf slash Incredible Hulk vibes to it. So yeah, I'm done. You'd think a class would know this, but giant red panda bear like popped into the classroom. <laughs> it's like, geez, there you are. <laughs> huh. How do we, we miss this? Somebody's not excited about this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think this looks interesting. Uh, you got Sandra O oh, cast the mom, which is great. I love Sandra O. Oh. Great actress. Uh, I think she was... Wasn't she in Ryan the Last Dragon? So the, I'm pretty sure she... Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was a voice in that. Pretty sure she was a voice in that, too. Double check yeah. it. She was. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was pretty sure she was. So, yeah, they, 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 got, they got Sandra. I'm pretty sure she was in the booth recording that. Just like, hey, uh, Sandra, why don't, just, uh, why don't you want to do the script real quick? Stick around after hours. It's, we're it's, gonna, it's, we're, it's, we're, stick around. We're yeah, going to work you over time. Yeah. Uh, you get a double pay. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's set for a release, like I said, on March uh, 11th, 2022. Going to be one of two Pixar movies coming out in 2022, the other being Lightyear, which I'm obviously more excited for, being a big Toy Story fan. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that, and I, I like Buzz has always been my favorite, so. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's, uh, that's it for trailer talk. We're going to move on to notorious news that we actually have a good amount to talk about today. Uh, first of which, got to talk about the success of Black Widow. So Black Widow came out last weekend and is, it's fair to classify it as a hit so far. Uh, it's, For sure. Uh, currently, the box office is sitting at uh, $179 million worldwide. Opened at, I think I said $95 million in the States. You said something around, around there as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I said that. I said it was going to go under 100, but then it also did like what 40. I thought I saw was it 40 or 50 million uh, through Disney Plus. I saw. Yeah, no, actually, actually even more than that. So, uh, uh, made a total of 80 million dollars in theatrical weekend uh, domestically, which is respectable, very respectable. I think yeah, yeah. I said between 75 and 85. I think. The thing is, like, it's also made. This is this is this is a thing that like. Disney's notoriously never done. They never released their numbers from Disney Plus from your access until now. Well, yeah, you're going to uh, do it now. Of course, you're going to do it now because this, this one might have worked a little better. Uh, yeah. Made $60 million in Premier Access. That is huge. Crazy. That's that's a lot. You think about it, and that's $30 a pop, so do the math. I mean, that's $60 million divided by... Uh, uh, do, the, do the math right now. Yeah, $60 okay, million okay. divided by uh, Do the math right 30. now. Give me a second. Let's try it here. See, 60, it's 600,000, 600, 600, 6 million, 60 million, divided by 30. 
It's two million people. That's two. Yeah, that's two million people. Yeah, two million. That's two million people purchasing it. I think that's 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 great. I mean, that's. I mean, and again, it's still making money box office wise. So it's a win win. But keep, but keep both, in mind that that's that sixty million dollars is pure profit. Oh yeah, like you know, like, like with like yeah. with box office in the box office in the theaters. Oh, you yeah, split you have that. To pay. You got to put that with the yeah, theaters. Yeah. Got to split that with the owners of the theater. Got to split that with concessions. Not as yeah. because that, but like a, a good chunk of that goes to the theater. This they yeah. this is house money. They can keep all of this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you put that money towards the 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 loss that you took while uh, you know holding it back. But I think they're going to end up benefiting from this just with the positive word of mouth. I loved it. Um, I know you really enjoyed it too. I did too. So yeah, yeah, I, I really, 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 really liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it because I really didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, movie continuing to do well. We'll see how it does its continued weekends. But yeah, I think it's fair to classify this as a hit. And I do believe we would have seen this, uh, you know, a bigger increase in numbers had this, you know, had we not been in the situation we're in right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, next piece we're talking about. Uh, it's been confirmed for some reason. Greta Gerwig is going to be her next directorial effort is going to be the Barbie movie. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, Barbie starring Margot Robbie, presumably taking this because she wants to put a down payment on a new house. Yeah, sure. Uh, but look, I don't think Greta Gerwig's the kind of person who would take a paycheck job. Maybe a dream house. <laughs> That's what she's oh. buying. <laughs> that's the only, right. only way she take this. But I feel like she's not yeah. kind of like when we saw Barry Jenkins was doing the Lion King sequel slash prequel, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, like, again, he's one of those guys who I don't think would take a job just for a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, Greta Gerwig's. I mean, she's. I, I like her work, so yeah, I, I don't know. Either, but either way, if, if you want like, if you want like a guarantee of like this, this will, this cannot possibly fail, or this yeah. will not possibly no. fail, you 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 get you, you get Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I mean, and it's a property that's beloved. I mean, like, my daughter loves Barbie. I think, like, a lot of, you know, teen girls, even, like, girls in general, female audiences in general. I mean, I'm not even secluding to that. I'm, like, even male audience and stuff like that. But I'm saying that I do think that, uh, I think, I mean, this is this is something that should have been done a, a while back. I'm kind of surprised nothing's ever happened to where this was. They made a push for a movie to come out like this, you know? But, like, honestly, and you can, you can do a lot of, like, a lot of like, really good commentary with a lot of good comedy. You know, like, the idea of body image and like body positivity and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, for sure. I think, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of ground here, and I'm excited to see what Greta Gerwig does with this. Yeah, me too. Something I'm sure you're excited to see. Oh, okay, uh, can't wait. We got word on the confirmation of this. Jackass Four now titled Jackass Forever. Love it. I, t- this is actually great news. I thought we were doing another Disney Live no, stuff, no, no, but no, no. yeah, Jackass Forever. On uh, it, love it. To me, the fourth and final. Jackass film. <laughs> I mean, these guys are only getting older. I mean, I think we should have ended at three, but uh, yeah, four, sure. Give me Why the, not? Give me the first one without Ryan Dunn, who passed away in uh, passed uh, away in 2011. Car accident. Yeah, car accident. Yeah, car accident. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone else coming back though. Steve-O, Wee Man, Pontius, David England. Love it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, you're, you're obviously a big Jackass fan. Oh, dude, I'm on board. Like I said, I grew up with this. This is my bread and butter. I mean, I watch this stuff on MTV. I've seen. I think we've gone to every opening of the Jackass films. I pretty much like the opening night. Love them. They're always. I mean, it, and it's it's a hit or miss bag for people. I, I mean, I get it. Like, if a lot of people don't like it, you know, the, the people that have like come on board after, but it, it, they're fun. They're, they're, it's stupid fun. So, yeah, totally on board. Yeah, and uh, Jackass Forever is set to release on October 22nd, 2021. And they usually release in October, so. Something else coming soon, which may. Uh, be, uh, I don't know if it'll pique your interest in hearing the title, but you, you might be a little in- intrigued hearing the premise. Uh, Russell, you're familiar with the show and with the upcoming show, and just like that. Just like that, and just like that? Yeah. Okay. The, 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 that's the name of the, the, the movie? No, it's the name of the show. You see, here's the problem. You see, this is the Sex and the City continuation. Oh, Lord. Why did you say that? Then? I don't. I don't Seriously. Like, they're not saying it. Why am I going to say it? No, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, d- yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. This features the return of all your favorites. Some of your favorites. Literally everyone but your favorite. Yes, uh, Charlotte is not back this time around. <laughs> Oh, what the hell? Uh, yeah, but Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Cynthia Nixon, and who's the, who's the other one? 
uh, Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis are all. Oh, no, Kristen, Kristen Davis is my No, favorite. I'm sorry, not Charlotte. Samantha. Samantha's not bad. You're talking Samantha. Yeah, Kim Cattrall's character. Yes, uh, Samantha, Kim Cattrall decided to not return for this. Weird, considering that she's a lot, of, like I said, she's a lot of people's favorite character on this show. Well, she's a lot of the 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 vibe of the show because she's like the female whore. She's a, a whore, and I, she brings so much comedy to the to the show. So yeah, it's gonna be kind of kind of weird seeing this without her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know I, I know my, my, my mom's gonna be excited about this. She was a big fan of the show back in back in the day when it was airing. Uh, no, we're on wonder that John John Corbett is back. Yeah, I, I, back. again another yeah another another character I like too, Aiden. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden's not, Aiden is so far not returning. Uh, but everybody else is. And it's going to be a 10-part uh, revival, continuation, sequel. And it's going to be airing in late 2021 on HBO Max. So Mr. Big going to be on there? Mr. Big is, is. Chris North is returning to Mr. Big, yes. Chris North, yeah, good. All right. Well, uh, it's going to be weird to see some of these. Like, not all of them. Like, it's it's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah. No, I, I, love the, I love the show. I think the show's fantastic. Uh Movies are okay. First one, obviously, being better than the second one. But, uh, yeah, I'm always down. I'll, I'll, I'll watch this for sure. Like I said, send me, your, send me your, all your favorites. Send me your favorites. Literally everyone but your favorite. Yeah, I mean, uh, I always liked Charlotte. Charlotte was my guy. I always thought she was the most attractive of the four, so I always went with Charlotte. Well, Charlotte's back, so you got that. That's fine. Yeah, but more of the story, though. I mean, yeah. more of the, the humor and stuff like that is absolutely Samantha. Uh, next piece of news, and... Yeah, uh, again, this movie that is definitely happening. Indiana Jones decided to even add even more fuel to his enormous fire and may and add Antonio Banderas to the cast. As puss in boots. As puss in boots. <laughs> <laughs> you may as, sure, you know what? Let's, let's do that. Uh, yeah. Shrek crossover. Let's get crazy, you man. You're Harrison Ford playing, uh, you know, Price's role at Indiana Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, and Toby Jones. Uh, you excited to see Antonio Banderas shake it up with Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Sure. It's funny because he's also in the Uncharted movies playing the villain that, so he's shaking it up with both Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones light. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay. Just, yeah, Antonio Banderas wants to work, man. He you wants know, to work. so. He's back. Needs that, needs that money, man. So, uh, yeah. They should, I, and they should make an Assassin's, too. I always liked Assassin's. Oh, the, the, the Stallone movie? Oh, dude, I thought that was a good movie. It's probably. Dirt. It's probably awful watching it like 25 years later, but I like. I remember liking that movie. I haven't seen Assassins. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna happen. It's Indiana Jones uh, five. No title yet, but and then they just releases five. Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's Indiana Jones. Another one. What, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. Here, we're giving you the freaking movie here. Set for a release. Set for release on July 29, 2022. Uh, again, Karen Allen surprisingly absent. Crazy man, We're cutting everybody out of these these good films here. Shia LaBeouf, thank Christ, he's not coming back. Yeah, I just ugh, really just uh, Crystal Skull was so bad. Yeah. Uh, in other news, it was announced today or not today, but a few days ago that um, Matt Shankman, who did all of Wandavision is going to be directing the next Star Trek movie, which, for now, this this project has so many people come on and leave, it's a little funny. This is this is pretty good news though. If if you're a fan of like I am of the of the you know uh, Pine Pine and all them Quinto and all those guys coming back, I think that'll be great. This is good news. This is good news. People who like the Calvin Tyler movies, which which I, which I do, I I like yeah. that. I love this new cast. I'm gonna I be surprised too. if it gets to the ground. I'm gonna be surprised to see what they do with Chekhov. Since, you know, of course. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to recast. or yeah. uh, I, I don't know how you're going to... Yeah, you're going to have to recast. Of course, uh, Anton Yelchin no longer with us. Tragically died in a uh, autom- automobile-related accident. Great actor. A great actor, man. It's just, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, his career got cut short. But uh, Matt Super. Shankman, a uh, guy who uh, you know, got a lot of heat off of WandaVision. Uh, he actually got did get nominated for an Emmy for directing, which we'll talk about the Emmy, Emmy noms later. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you, you haven't seen WandaVision, have you? I've seen all of WandaVision. Oh, you've seen all of it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so how do you yeah. feel about someone like uh, Shankman, who, like, again, he did all that show. I feel like someone with uh, his sensibilities coming on, lending his voice to Star Trek. I liked it. I, I do. I, 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 I enjoy it. I, I loved WandaVision. I just hope that, you know, kind of what you said, that we do get this, you know, the original cast back. Um, and Pi- like and and like, cause Pine's kind of doing his own thing now. Um, Quinto, I don't know. Like, I'm totally on board with it though. Uh, 
why not? Let's keep making movies with these guys. I think they have really good rapport with each other. Yeah, we'll definitely see if that actually, actually comes to be. Like I said, so many people have come on and left this project. Quentin Tarantino came along, dropped out. S.J. Clarkson dropped out. Uh, Noah Hawley dropped out. <laughs> so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this one goes. But I'm def, but I'm definitely interested to see another movie with, with the, for this cast. Uh, something I was interested to see, but I guess it's not happening now. Amazon has now sh- officially shelved the Nick Cage starring Joe Exotic series. Of course, Joe Exotic being the subject of the Netflix docuseries Tiger King. I think there's another project in development somewhere. I'm not sure where, but the Nick Cage one was the one I was most intrigued to see because you basically have a crazy person playing an insane person. Yeah, I mean, it, it lended itself perfectly uh, just just to see where you know, Nick Cage's career has gone in even the last, I'd say, the last decade to, to see it. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, shame, on, shame, but, uh, you know, I think we do still have some. But, okay, yeah, there is still the other uh, Joe Exotic show in development that is still being worked on. Good. Created by Kate McKinnon, which is strange, but, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Uh <laughs> Next piece of news happening. Russell, are you are you happy with Warner Brothers today? I uh, don't know. As of right now, probably not. You want to be even less happy with them? Can't wait. Uh, t- news broke today that uh, Warner Brothers apparently turned down a sequel to L.A. Confidential. Uh, I did see this. The sequel would have uh, brought back Guy Pearce in the first film and, and Russell Crowe and would have included Chadwick Boseman in the sequel. I did hear about this. I actually just read that. Yeah, uh, nowhere on what the plot would have been, but it would have featured um, Boseman playing a young police o- a young police officer and would have take pl- taken place in the mid-70s. Uh, the first LA Confidential, I think, actually would have lent- lent itself well to a sequel, surprisingly well. Are you ready? I didn't see it. You didn't see it? I haven't seen it, no. Really? I-, I remember watching a little bit of it, uh, never, never finished it. Like I started oh. it back when it came out. I just never, I, I, I own it. Just never watch it. I've always wanted to watch it. I've always, I mean, I've always heard great things about it, but uh, never yeah. watched them. Yeah, that, 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 that's a great movie. I haven't seen Ellie Comedy. check. Ellie Comedy. will check it out. But <laughs> yeah, I, I need. I definitely need to watch it. Though. But like you, the, you hear this combination, you're just like, are you high? Like, yeah, I mean, you, you absolutely, down? you absolutely would shoot. It. Obviously, even not even having seen it and having heard, obviously people. You know, have gone on about it. Uh, I don't know. I, that's that's crazy, especially with uh, Chadwick Boseman too being in a in the sequel too. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. You can't you can't undo that. Absolute missed opportunity. Uh, but yeah, you know, Warner Brothers. What are you gonna do? Uh, continue, continue to make you shake your head. <laughs> uh, next piece of news you're talking about is uh, well, first of all, Russell, I'm curious. Have, have you have you watched Loki? Uh, you know what? I have not watched any of the Loki yet. I've been trying to stay yeah, away from, like, yeah. What is it, eight episodes? Six. Six? Yeah, I've been trying to stay off the grid with that, uh, like, just so I, just, I, I don't get, like, spoiled because it's out there. Um, I want to start it. What are they uh, episode-wise a piece? Are they, like, 30 minutes? About an hour. Four minutes? Oh, they're about an hour? Piece. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. for, I mean, for 40, 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, I definitely want to watch it. I just one of the ones I just that and Winter Soldier. I haven't uh, haven't watched any episodes of those. Yeah. All right. Well, never mind. I'm not going to talk about the game renewed for season two. What we will talk about though is Netflix is planning on expanding their streaming service into video games. Oh boy. Uh, I have a lot of questions about this. First, look on paper, this seems like a good idea. Why? Yeah. Because Netflix is on a lot of video a lot of video game consoles. Like yeah. my very first access Netflix came on a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> well, yeah, that was yeah, that was one of the yeah. Yeah, here's the problem though. Do you see how much debt Netflix is in? Yeah. Do you realize how much it's going to cost to reevaluate your service? Uh, not only to like not not only to like revamp your service, reprogram your service to allow the streaming of video games, but to also get the rights to all these video games to stream and to begin with. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to cost some some buck. And guess what and guess what's going to happen? Subscription prices? Chic. Well, yeah, they're going to So yeah, absolutely even even regular, yeah. What, Netflix. What, what's a Netflix jumping? What's a Netflix subscription cost right now? For the regular one that we have, I, I think it's like what's what 12? 
The one for multiple accounts, like, because I have the one that where you can put like uh, multiple accounts on. I think it's like twelve. I want to say like twelve, eleven or twelve. Let me check. What's the cost? What's wrong. the cost for a Netflix account? I could I could be absolutely wrong. Uh, okay, so uh, basic, standard, and premium. Standard is fourteen. Premium is eighteen. Basic is nine. Oh. consider which is weird because considering uh, this started at eight bucks a month for everything. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, and they and they still have a DVD plan. Remember, remember when they just sold DVDs or when they just like like loaned out DVDs? Yeah, I, I, well, I I never was part of that, but yeah, I definitely I was, remember. I was, like, I was, no, nobody, nobody was. Um, but uh, I will say, um, what do you think of Netflix trying potentially expanding into video games? Do you think it's just a smart business move? I mean, they're trying to make money, but that's just gonna. What, what that's gonna do is it's gonna raise the cost of everything else, and I think their prices have gone up quite a bit, the, even the last couple of years. Um, so, so what am I paying? I must be paying fourteen then, fourteen a, a month then. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you're just gonna continue to raise the prices up, which I mean, that may or may that may or may not uh, you know go well with people you know that are on the bubble you know with with uh, you know streaming services. You know, net, uh, Disney Plus is so much easier and more. Uh, more titles on there, I, I would say. Not more titles, but you know what I mean. It's it's cheaper cost. More more, more brand recognition. Yeah, uh, cheaper cost. Um, even Paramount, I think, is only like four ninety nine a month, you know, or something like that. But yeah, that's that's crazy. That's a lot. If, yeah. if they jump up, Disney Plus, by the way, still seven ninety nine a month. Yeah, they don't. And 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 between you know you you and I both know they don't need to. They don't need. They're making that money. Dude, look how much they made. I we, we just talked about it. Two million dollar, two million viewers, two million people bought Black Widow, made them sixty million pocket. Done. You know what I mean? That's and that's just one title. That's one title. So yeah, they're making their money. So they're not they're not worried about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that uh, that's it for. Well, we do have one more thing we talk about. We want to talk about the Emmys because the Emmy nominations did drop. Uh, yes, a few, day, a few days ago. Uh, so yeah, um, we got the full list of Emmy nominations. We're gonna go over some of the bigger ones. We're not gonna go over everything because you know we don't we don't we don't have that kind of time. Well, we do have that kind of time. We have the time we want it, but you know we're gonna, we're gonna focus on stuff that we actually like, you know, know something about. Uh, first of all, you, know, you look at like, guest acting in guest act guest acting comedy uh, categories. Uh, best guest acting in comedy: uh, Alec Baldwin and for SNL, Dave Chappelle for SNL, Morgan Freeman for Kaminsky Method, Danny Kaluuya for SNL, and Dan Levy for SNL. Basically, the best SNL host. This category, mm-hmm. I don't watch yeah. SNLs. So I don't know how any of these. I don't know how any of these guys did. I do watch the Kaminsky Method, and Morgan Freeman is legitimately hilarious in this show. So I do hope he wins. Yeah, I, I'm completely out. I got out of the SNL vibes uh, a while ago. It's it's just so hard. Like, and I just I don't know. I just don't find it there, funny. There, there, there are also, also tons of sketches that just do it better than them. Yeah, and, I just, and to me, it's like I I got out after you know the I mean I thought thought that was like the more of the heyday of uh, SNL with uh, Will Ferrell and all those guys. Yeah, uh, then you got best supporting best guest actress in the comedy Jane Addams for Hacks, Nicole Brown for Black Lady Sketch Show, good for her. Bernadette Peters for Zoe Extraordinary Playlists, a show that might have been canceled. I don't know. Oh yeah, it, no, it did, oh, it did get canceled. It did definitely get canceled. <laughs> A show that might get canceled. It definitely got canceled. Never mind. It went, it went from maybe to it's official. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that, Bernadette Peters for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Canceled show is going to be a big theme of, Emmy, of Emmys this year. Issa oh, Rae for yeah. Black Latest Sketch Show. Maya Rudolph for SNL. Christian Rick for SNL. Uh, except, uh, best guest actor in a drama. Don Cheadle for Falcon Winter Soldier, which confused everybody. Even Don yeah, Cheadle. Yeah, because he was only... Wasn't it because he was just in one scene, or wasn't he just in one? He's, se- he's in it I for heard. like one scene of the yeah. first episode. That's crazy. And he doesn't even do anything that spectacular, which is like we're all like, everyone's so confused. Just take it, man. Just just say, hey, that's me. Which which one? He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna go. War in. machine. War machine. War baby. machine. You got, it. you got it. You know who I am. Uh, Charles Dance for The Crown. Timothy Oliphant for The Mandalorian. Courtney B. Vance for Lovecraft Country. And Carl Weathers for the Mandalorian, which I'm so happy to see Carl Weathers here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Mandalorian has a lot of potential just to clean up this this. Man, Man, Mando should. I, uh, a show I've actually watched both seasons thanks to you, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it should. I made mean, homework. That's why. That's why. That's why you watched it. 
Listen, you know, I do my homework, man. I'm a, I'm a good student. What can I say? You know? uh, get, that, um, get that just into drama. Alexis Bledel, The Handmaid's Tale. Clara Foy for The Crown. McKenna Grace for The Handmaid's Tale. Sophia Okonedo for Ratchet. And uh, Felicia Rashad for This Is Us. I really, want, I need, really need to watch Handmaid's Tale. I really need that's, to watch that's, that. That's that, something that's that fantastic. I, that, and that's what I've heard. I really need to watch that show. Beck and I have been tossing that around. Uh... We, we, we get in these stupid, uh, well, not stupid, because we get into them, these uh, uh, murder uh, docs on uh, Netflix. We have, like, two or three episodes or whatever, you know what I mean? We just get lost into those. Yeah, nah, fair enough. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, those are the creative arts, and then it goes, like, the regular Emmys. Uh, it's any, any actor for a limited series anthology, limited anthology series or movie. Thomas Burry Sangster for The Queen's Gambit. David Diggs for Hamilton. Uh, Papa Isidu for I May Destroy You, Jonathan Groff for Hamilton, Evan Peters for Mayor of Easttown, and Anthony Ramos for Hamilton. Hamilton got a lot of love here. I don't fully understand it, but I mean, look, I love Hamilton. It just yeah. seems out. Of, it seems out of place here. It seems wickedly out of place. It's, it's not. It's not Emmy. It's like yeah. It's not Emmy. Like I don't know. Uh, like deem Emmy worthy. How's the Queen's Gambit? I heard a lot of people talk about that. Queen's Gambit's excellent. Is it really okay? Yes. See, these other shows, I really got to, I got to really jump on this. Uh, I did, I did finish uh, the the Netflix show Sex Life. If you're uh, curious about that, no, I was not. <laughs> Thank you for that. If you're not, let me know. Oh shit, I did finish that. That that was actually, I that was like Fifty Shades of Grey meet Netflix. It was, uh, I don't know, I I enjoyed it. It was a guilty pleasure, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. supporting actress in a limited anthology series, limited anthology series or movie. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry for Hamilton, Catherine Hahn for WandaVision, Moses Ingram for The Queen's Gambit, Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown, Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown, and Philippa Sue for Hamilton. Huh. Yeah, Hamilton really mopping up. Hamilton could just come and, like, and just like sweep up everything. Yeah, I did, see, I did see did see Kaylee Cuoco got uh, nominated for Flight yeah, Attendant, well, which yeah, I did, did watch that. We got that. Uh, supporting actors for a drama, Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian, O.T. Fagbanel oh, for so. The Handmaid's Tale, John Lisk, Gavin Perry Mason, Tobias Menzies for The Crown, Max Minghella for The Handmaid's Tale, Chris Sullivan for This Is Us, Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale, Michael K. Williams for Lovecraft Country. I hope I hope Michael K. Williams wins because that that's the dude who's been putting excellent work in television for his entire career. Should have won at least like one for The Wire, never did, so I hope he wins here. The Crown, another show I've wanted to watch. Yeah. I just, oh man, there's so much. There's so much. I'm just overwhelmed, I think, to t- take these on because they have multiple seasons. Because I think the crowd has, what, like five or six? Something like that, yeah. And then I know what uh, Handmaid's tells on, what, four, I think? Four or five-ish? Yeah. Yeah. So there's just so much to take on, man. It's, yeah. Uh, supporting actors in the drama series, Jillian Anderson for The Crown, Helena Bottom Carter for The Crown, Madeline Brewer for The Handmaid's Tale, and Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale, Anjanou Ellis for Lovecraft Country, Emerald Fennel. <laughs> For the Crown, Yvonne Strahovski for The Handmaid's Tale, and Samara Wiley for The Handmaid's Tale. It's literally all yeah, The Handmaid's Tale like on the Crown. Me, this is telling me that these are the shows I really have to watch. These are shows I've been wanting to watch. I just, I don't know. Like I said, just, you, you, I don't know. I just, there's no excuse. I need to watch them. Uh, supporting actor in a comedy series, Carl uh, Clemens Hopkins for Hacks, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Uh, Brenda Hunt for Ted Lasso, or Brendan Hunt for Ted, La- for Ted Lasso. Uh, Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso. <laughs> Which is another one I want to watch. Paul, you, you, Paul, Reiser, you Paul Reiser for Kaminsky Method, Jeremy Swift for Ted Lasso, Keenan Thompson, Thompson for SNL, and Bowen Yang for SNL. Yeah, I know you're a big Ted Lasso guy. Yeah. Uh, Bowen Yang was surprising, was surprising to me just because he's an actor who... He was a, he's a feature actor. Like He's yeah. not like a starring cast member yet. And honestly, what I've seen, what I've seen from him haven't been... Fully impressed. To be honest, but again, I don't really watch. The, I don't watch the show religiously like that. So I mean, I'm not the best judge. I'm not the best judge of how he is. Uh, supporting actress in the comedy series: A.D. Bryant for SNL, uh, Hannah Ed- Edbender for Hacks, Kate McKinnon for SNL, Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant, uh, Cecily Strong for SNL, Juno Temple for, Hes- for Ted Lasso, and Hannah Winningham for Ted Lasso. Jeez. I'd really like this to go to Juno Temple because she again she is excellent in Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel like Ted Lasso in the show has the potential to clean up. Uh, lead actor in a limited, limited or anthology series or movie, Paul Bettany for WandaVision, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Ewan McGregor for Halston, Liminal Miranda for Hamilton, and Leslie Odom Jr. for Hamilton. Jeez. I feel like it's going to be a, a Hamilton or 
WandaVision or Paul, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Bettany. I think he was fantastic. He's, a, he's excellent in WandaVision. Uh, lead actress in the limited series anthology. This this is maybe the most this may be the hardest category of the entire this is the most stacked category I've seen I've seen in a long time. Uh Mika- Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, Cynthia Riva for uh, Genius Aretha, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision, Anya Taylor Joy for the Queen's Gambit, and Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Literally in any other year, any of these women could take could take the win. Yeah. I and I I thought it would be on Taylor Joy. I'm not so sure now. Yeah, and I know uh, Winslet's gotten a lot of uh, yeah, she's, positive buzz she's, for she's her great, work. She's her. great in Mary of Easttown. That show's fantastic. Another show, yeah. It's just uh, there's, there's too much. <laughs> Lead actor in a drama series, uh, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Jonathan Majors, and the now-canceled Lovecraft County. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> Lovecraft County. <laughs> <laughs> B.S. B.S. canceled. B.S. canceled. Uh, yeah. And this, they announced the cancellation of that show, like, to like a week before <laughs> the Emmy nominations dropped, so what a, what a, what a punch to the balls! HBO huh? looks really stupid right now. Yeah, it's like, dude, uh, like they're recognizing your work as good, and you're canceling the show. Like, great. Josh O'Connor for the for the, the Crown, Regis Jean Page for Bridgerton, Billy Porter for Pose, and Matthew Reese for Perry Mason. Uh, lead actress in the drama, Uzo Aduba for In Treatment, Olivia Coleman for The Crown. Uh, Emma Corrin for The Crown, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, MJ Rodriguez for Pose, and Journey Smollett in Lovecraft Country. Oh. Like, is she not Belle anymore? Is she, is she divorced? Oh, she is separated. That's why she's because of by Belle anymore. Oh. All right. Good to know. Crazy. crazy. Uh, lead actor in a, in a comedy series. It's like a weirdly small category. I don't really understand it. Anthony Anderson in Blackish, Michael Douglas in the Kamin- Kaminsky Method. William H. Macy for Shameless, Jason Sudeikis and Dead Lasso, and Keenan Thompson for Keenan. Normally, this would go to, to William H. Macy because th- it's Shameless's last season, but Ted Lasso is... They're not going to be able to ignore Ted Lasso. That. Like, Jason Sudeikis has got this in the bag. Yeah. Again, watch Ted Lasso, man. You're going you're to love it. Is that Apple, isn't it? Yep. I don't have Apple. Get a new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. I... Uh... I got the, the HBO Max for the one I got, or the, I don't know, whatever. I got the newest phone. Uh, lead actors in the comedy, A.D. Bryant for Shrill, Kaylee Cuoco in The Flight Attendant, Allison Gianni for Mom, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, and Gene Smart for Hacks. Gene Smart's hilarious in Hacks. Hacks is, Hacks is actually a really great show. Yeah. I like, like I said, I love The Flight Attendant. I like Kaylee Cuoco in that. I thought she was fantastic. That's one I can't actually chime in on. Um and it's it's that's again that's a bingeable show to watch too. They really did a good job on that. You did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. No. Oh, uh, see, I, no, that's one I really like. That was one that really gets you. You, you the end of the episode where it's like crap. You got to find out what's going on. Like you know what I mean. And it, it's, I think there's only eight episodes or ten episodes, but yeah, it's a really good show. That's good to see that she's getting. That it shows that she's still talented outside of you know the Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, outstanding limited series or movie, I May Destroy You, Mayor of Easttown, The Queen's Gambit, Underground Railroad, and WandaVision. Pretty, 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 pretty solid lineup there. Outstanding, yeah. outstanding comedy series, Blackish, Cobra Kai, which is awesome. Which, yeah, yeah, I'm totally, totally on board with that. Uh, probably not going to win because it has literally no other major nominations, but congratulations, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah, a new convert here. Uh, I, I watched. I've watched all three seasons of that. It was fantastic. Uh, Amelie in Paris, the flight attendant, hacks the Kaminsky method, Pen Fifteen, and Ted Lasso. I feel like this is Ted Lasso's. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's going to go with Ted Lasso. Uh, well, I mean, probably from what. Yeah. Outstanding drama series: The Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Pose, and This Is Us. I feel like this really could be The Mandalorian. Yeah, like it's, it's it's coming in hot. It's got a lot of heat. Got a lot of nominations. People love it. Uh, and yeah, it's either gonna be that or the Crown or Handmaid's Tale. I feel like it's gonna be one of those three. <laughs> yeah, those are safe bets if you're in Vegas. If you're in Vegas. Those are pretty safe bets. But anyways, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens with the Emmys air on uh, September nineteenth, twenty twenty one. And that's gonna do it for notorious news. We now move on to the movie of the week, The Pest. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk real quick about John Leguizamo. Uh, now, today, in, a, in the year of our Lord 2021, he's respected as a very versatile actor. But people, yeah. people, love, people love some John Leguizamo. 
But, yeah, for, but this is for the yeah. long for the longest time. He was that one actor, but just nobody nobody had any idea what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, they just throw throw him in. They're like, hey, we'll just, we'll throw him in. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll try him here, sure. Yeah, we'll sprinkle in a little linguazama in it. He seemed to be pushing himself as a funny man, you know, because he was in Tuong Fu, Spawn, House of Buggin, the the Latino comedy <laughs> sketch show from the nineties. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but to, to understand, we didn't really land. And movies like The Pest are kind of why. This we did do a full commentary on this. this. Is actually a retelling of the most dangerous game. Very loose, but <laughs> retelling nonetheless. And it features Leguizamo trying to basically trying to outrun being hunted. This movie got railed when it came out in 1997. Yeah, it's crazy. Like this movie, literally, budget of eight million, opening weekend one point eight, gross three point six, worldwide three point six. So yeah, it yeah. definitely bombed. Well, you can't get a return on eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. When you open, literally, your opening weekend was only one point. Like I said, what was it? I said one point eight. Yeah. Yeah, one point eight opening weekend. Oof. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna look at how this didn't work, why this didn't work, and. Actually, yeah, just those two. That's, that's more than enough. Yeah, yeah. And just to, and just to see, just you know, how John Leguizamo could have crawled out of a hole like this. This is the best. Uh, we open with maybe, and we've been doing this show for a long time. We, been, we open with maybe the most irritating intro we've seen for a movie we reviewed here. Easily. Like it opens up with him like in this like sh- in the shower doing like this like montage like he's got props and shit. It was, like. Where do you keep all these props in the shower? Yeah, this guy's just yeah dressed up like with random costume, random attires. Yeah, cos- like, dude, you're costumes, taking a shower. He's got props. It's like, dude, you're taking a shower. Just shower, man. I'm in and out in like three or four minutes. There's a whole song and dance sequence. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's this. It's probably one of the most annoying openings. Yeah, that we've done. Yeah. So, already not starting off on a great foot. No. That's yeah, up. and you, and we still got an hour and twenty minutes left. That's just the first couple hour. minutes. This is the first. This is the first five yeah. minutes. We still yeah, got an yeah. hour and twenty left. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're still locked into this thing. Yeah, uh, we see a reoccurring theme of this of uh, what the show is going. Yeah, what the movie is going to bring, which is you know, a- Asian stereotypes. I mean, get to, used to it. Obvious, you see a lot obvious, of these in this movie. To name a few. Yeah. <laughs> to, na- to name a few. <laughs> Don't worry. This 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 will be a coverall bingo. This is going to include everybody oh by the God. end of the. Oh my God! I'm almost just now realizing that Kevin Kiner did the score for the for this film. Oh wow! Kevin Kiner who did the score for the Clone Wars. Wow. He's he's grown up. He's gonna, he's gotten out there. He's redeemed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we meet our main character, Pestario. Yeah. Just. Just an awful name. It's stupid. Played by John Leguizamo. And my God, does he try. Oh, he tries really hard. Like, I really think he was, like, really trying to go, like, Jim Carrey balls of the wall. It, it feels like, do you know what I mean? Like, try to, like, want, like, try to go beyond that point. And it just, it's, oh, it's so, man, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's the biggest problem I feel like they just like let him. They just let him go. Yeah. Just, like, t- like take take the reins off and just let Leguizamo do his thing. And yeah, it doesn't doesn't really doesn't really work here. He's he's not so, again. Leguizamo's a guy I think is genuinely talented. No, oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we've seen you know a lot of the works that, that obviously that he's done, like the serious uh, roles that he's taken throughout the years. When he when he's on, he's on. It's just like. He shows a lot of shit roles, like to you know jumpstart his career. But as anybody would, you know, you're trying to make it in, you're trying to make money. That's the whole name of the game. But uh, yeah, that, he's definitely he's moved on from that. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that gets that wears out welcome really easily is uh, dance numbers. Yeah, like we were joking around the commentary. Is this uh, the best the musical? The best of so like we had that whole song and dance sequence to open up, and then like we get another dance sequence like like what two minutes later. Yeah, within 15 minutes, I think we had, like, three different opportunities, or, like, three, you know, spots that there were music in. It's like, oh, my lord. Like, this is what we're doing this whole entire movie. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, like I said, Pestario is a guy. He's a delivery boy. He's also a, he's also a schemer. Uh, he's he's and it's he's trying to go and scheme for his mom's birthday. A plot point that's introduced in the beginning of the movie, and it's just never yeah. brought back. Yeah, like nobody really understands why. Like, okay, we understand a little bit about why the money, like the money's owed, but not really. Like they they don't further that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just because. Uh, but anyway, then our main villain in the movie, Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones, convicted sex offender, Jeff Jones. Jeez, I can't believe that. Yeah. 2002, yeah, that was, that was a shock to me too, guys. Yeah, you, you, yeah, did, you just found that today. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I I remember us talking about him. Like, I really didn't know that he was. Wow, he's that he got he went that far. He did. Yeah, man, he was a bad guy and everything else. So why <laughs> man, not? Man, 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 put part in real <laughs> life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bad guy. I'm gonna show everybody how bad I am. He also has like an unfortunate line where just like it's the it's the most elusive prey that is the most difficult prey that is the both the most fun to catch, or some shit like that. He's like, oh, yeah, not a line that's aged well. Five years later, you were foreshadowing something, sir. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Pesari goes along to play to play uh, elementary school kids for their lunches in the most confusing game of pickup basketball I've ever seen. Why? Because oh. they literally just played to the first score. Yeah, and, and, and then on top of it, like, he picks up his partner, Pesasoria picks up his partner to slam dunk the ball. Why weren't those kids trying to, like, slap the ball out of his hand? Te- technical foul. Like, yeah. You know, like, I okay. Well, I mean, we'll go with it, I guess, sure. Uh, but also, like, you're really, really risk- risking your lunch over one point? I mean, what if you don't like their food? Yeah, right. Like, at least have them open it up. Know what you're playing for, you know? Yeah, know what you're playing for, man. But anyways, he's going going along to scheme with his two friends, Chubby and uh, Ninja, played by Arius Spears and Freddy Rodriguez. They they, they have this whole scheme planned out in which they have to convince an audience that he is blind. This is pretty funny. This is pretty funny, though. Yeah, and I will admit... They, 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 they get a laugh out of me because we literally pointed a, a sign that says, I am blind. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know it, though. He can't see it. It's maybe the best show, It's maybe the best joke of the entire movie. It is. It probably, I, I would definitely agree. I mean, it's probably the, one of the more funnier scenes of the film. If, if they're, I mean, we're going to go funny error yeah, scenes. Very few or fu- funny funniest. scenes. Yeah. Not, not a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then meet his girlfriend, played by, what is it? Tam, Tammy Townsend. With a uh, wonderful name. Wonderful name. <laughs> Z- Xantha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, they, partake in some, they partake in some dancing that would make the people who choreographed Pluto Nash jealous. Yeah. Some serious... Uh, kind of a dance-off there, man. Yeah. And then, he, and then he gets ambushed. Well, first of all, Jeffrey Jones sees the target, but his side guy, which I swear looks like a, like a, like a less heavy version of him. Well, I swear to God I've seen this guy in other movies, but yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, Jeffrey doesn't see the target he wants to hunt, but his, his side man confuses him with, with Pestario. But it turns out, evidently, he's also in trouble with the Scottish Mafia. Why? Because. Just because. because. Just because. Yeah. We th- uh, so we then get, a, again, pan- pantsing, which is something yes. you, have to start, you have to start to counter for in this movie because it happens quite a bit. Yep. And then a continuing thing of this movie, of insulting every ethnic stereotype, he goes to his job at a Chinese restaurant. Every ethnic. Keep in mind, that is three Asian stereotypes within the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's not the last. Pretty, pretty cringeworthy sometimes in some of them. Like, you're like, yeah. oof, they, probably, they would definitely not be able to make this movie right now. And again, leapfrogging back to the other <laughs> stereotypes we're bashing. Yeah. They call yeah. the Scottish Mafia... They have a whole show about, like, it's Sean Connery's, Sean Connery's birthday. Sean Connery's birthday! <laughs> they start playing, like, for you to fall on the bagpipes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they need, they, need, they, need, they, need, they need to get their money. They need to get their money. So, Jones sees that, that the side man got the wrong guy to hunt, but Pest seems desperate, so I thought, eh, why not? Yeah, he's, he's completely the one. Like, he's the one that they absolutely will focus on. Uh, they, now, it's basically just like, you know what? You come in, just pass a few tests. I will give you a $50,000 scholarship if you decide to go to college. 
what? And he wait, he owes the Irish, the Scottish mob fifty thousand. I see what you're doing. Oh, there we go. Uh huh. That's how. That's what a coincidence. I got it. I know what you guys are doing. Yeah, he has to go past. He has to go past a few tests, which involving one. Okay, another, another like immediately kind of funny moment in this movie. It's where like he's get, he's getting hit by racket balls. Like he's testing his reflexes. Yes, which is funny because you like even you said on the ca- or, uh, on the uh, commentary about how how much the the crew probably just loved doing that. Yeah, because you know Legozama in condition of starring, we also wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So this is this literally like all this can, a lot of this can be chalked up to him. Yeah. And yeah, we're tw- we're about twenty five minutes in. There are very few <laughs> bits that actually work. Yeah, I mean it's just it's stupid. It's just filler humor. It's it's just not. It doesn't hit. Um, yeah, and, and and obviously, I think Chance and I will talk and talk about that in the commentary. Just how it just it feels like it drags. I think we talked about it at the end. Like a, an hour and twenty five minute movie feels like. I mean, we're moving like turtle pace. Yeah. Another thing they can't do it in this movie: the editing. Poorly edited. Like, so just badly edited. Like right, like right here, they cut, they cut to the next scene, but it's like, is there like a dissolve? Like when you're cutting to commercial on television? Like it was made on like a, a cell. Like it was made on an iPhone. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously couldn't have, been, but yeah. They go to his island where they meet his where Pestario meets his son, uh, Jeffrey Jones' son, played by a guy who just looks like a German knockoff, Don Damas. See, I'm gonna go with a young uh, Chris Evans, face wise, not hair, face wise, Chris hair. Evans, but. You know, whatever. <laughs> either, either way. Either way. Well, I mean, but clearly, clearly, they're really closeting his homosexuality. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely. Like, they even, even like, later on down the road says, yeah, he's a sissy or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, the, he informed Pissar that he had to be, uh, brought to his island to be hunted, not to, you know, pass any tests or go on a nature walk <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we see that uh, he, Jeffrey Jones hunted all kinds of people, black, Asian. Um, Which you said you saw who? I said I saw Jonathan Antonio Banderas. I saw Antonio Banderas on there. So yeah, the, 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 black, dude, the black dude head looks like it looks like Jonathan Majors. And the, I guess I would say the Hispanic, well, Hispanic, Spanish looking guy looked or Mexican guy looked like Antonio Banderas. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so he tries to get out of there, but then he's just like, you know, if you survive, I'll give you, I'll give you fifty grand. <laughs> Wait a minute, dude! The light bulb goes off. Wait, I need this. <laughs> I need this. I need this. Let's this is, go. This can work. Yes. And there's no sewer pipes for him to go down, unfortunately, in this film. Not in this one. And not even us while watching this film. We then cut to the next day. which you want to see how lazy this editing is? Like this is clearly like they, for some reason, they need to shoot this on two different days or two different times. Yeah. So it's like it's raining in in some shots, but it cuts to the other. Yeah. It's not raining. You and I like we spent probably like five or ten minutes like just talking about rain, not raining, raining. raining and it's, you raining, can tell, rain, not raining. You see, yeah, you see Jeffrey Jones' character like getting pelted with rain really hard, and then meanwhile you see Linguizamo Pestario. Uh, he's like in complete clear weather. It's like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like, you have to have some kind of consistency. Like, that's something I wouldn't have normally picked up, but that's noticeable. You could tell. You could totally tell that. Yeah, uh, we go partaking some jungle nonsense like stuff with a snake. Where, I mean, shit, Indiana Jones is afraid of these things. Yeah, I mean, and Link was welcomes it, but you also said he did eat maggots, so he is. Legit. Yes, he did. Like he didn't know in Spawn, there's a scene where he eats like maggots, like he eats a pizza with maggots on. The maggots yeah. were real. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. So why not? Fear factor it up. Fear factor it up, baby. Uh, we then get probably one of those like least confusing. Well, first of all. He sets up traps somehow. Yeah, this dude set up Kevin traps. Kevin McAllister, yeah. Goes like Kevin McAllister on yeah, these yeah. two. Dude, yeah. But then we get like the most like, le- first of all, this, the, the sun is carrying around a rocket that looks like, it looks like cardboard. Yes, it looks like we were joking around. It looks like a Nerf, like a Nerf, like a Nerf toy or whatever. It, yeah. It's so, it looks so fake. It's it's really bad. And when you see it get accidentally shot off, it, you can like you probably oh. see the string it's pull it's getting pulled along oh, with. Oh, it, it looks so bad. It's fun to watch these movies. These, and I, I'm not even saying. I mean, it's an older movie. It's still twenty. It's almost twenty five years old, which is crazy. But it just it's it's crazy to see how bad effects were. <laughs> like, yeah. like like we're talking like. Uh, you know, uh, James Cameron did the Titanic in the same year. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, different budgets, but still, it's just funny to watch these types of movies and see their awful, glaring uh, flubs. Yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, it's assumed that he died in the explosion, but turns out, nope, you cannot kill John Leguizamo. Just like David Arquette, you cannot kill him. No, because Jeffrey Jones smelled a, a sock that he wiped his ass with, and he knew he was alive. So, yeah, yeah got that going. Uh, so he goes to talk to the son to try and get him back, <laughs> back to the States. <laughs> Takes a bunch of bottles of pheromones, which I guess, re- I guess reignite people's, you know, drive, uh, yeah, sex drive. Yeah, because uh, they... Just because, because I, I was, yeah, just because it, yeah. it stimulates, yeah, the sexual thirst or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they said to take him home, despite the fact, on the boat, despite the fact that they both get seasick, incredibly seasick. Yeah, like, wow, like, really? Yeah. The sun gets shit on by a bird, and this seemed as terrible as, it's not pointless, it's just bad. Yeah. Again, it was just stupid filler. Yeah, a lot of this movie really is. Uh, so he go, he goes to swim. Miraculously, gets to the one pier where his friends are. What are the? I mean, the odds of that are. What are the odds? Completely the same party that his friends are at. Just it's it's crazy. And it's funny. There's one scene where he's, where like this one woman like is like trying to flirt with him, but like they couldn't like she couldn't even look interested for the whole shot. Yeah. It's like hey, ew, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they didn't cut. They didn't cut the frame right. So like, she looked just like before, like right before they cut away from her. Yeah. Yeah, and surprise, surprise, uh, Jeffrey Jones finds him. You, th- you think how is that? We'll find out later. They turned out he had a tracker on him. Yes, a tracker. Which I in totally was making fun of. Yeah, I totally made fun of, and they actually were actually doing it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So he decides to go hide out at his girlfriend's parents' house, which, my God. Another awful, awful scene. Yeah, like he's, going, he's wearing a dashiki. He's got a, he's got a fake afro. He's got an afro. He's got, yeah. like, 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 African instruments. Just like, oh, my. You see, he's like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, he takes his afro off. He has, like, a, not not the, the yabaka, but uh, what the hell is it? Uh, I forget uh, what it's called, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, Jama- it's like Jamaican colors and stuff like that. It's just, like, it's so... Man, it's just so unsettling. Like you watch again. You watch it. You're just like this movie. Yeah. Would, this movie would definitely be canceled today. This movie would never have. They, they would never put this movie out now. And again, this is just shows you the even the escape of 20, 20 plus years. What what you know the change that we've seen in Hollywood just in general. It's crazy. The thing is, like the dad is played by Joe Morton, and he barely speaks. Yeah, and it's like he's a he's a really good actor. Like he is, and it's it's kind of crazy. We're not utilizing this man. We can see some of where this $8 million budget went to, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the smoke effects coming out of Legozamo's ass, that's probably the only place where they went to. Yeah, somebody threw a smoke bomb in the toilet, probably, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, Jones ambushes him in there, walks with him with a gun, I'm assuming he bought from Toontown. Yeah, because, again, it looks, it, looks really, it looks really bad, yeah. Trank guns don't look like this. Yeah. Uh, they you only get... You only, you only get five shots. And he just happens to waste the five shots on literally everybody but who he's trying to kill. Yeah. Uh, but, again, a thing that you and I really did uh, comment that we really were excited that they didn't actually have the unlimited ammo cheat unlocked. So. They did not. Yeah. What you see is what you get. You only got five shots, and you only got five shots. Yeah. Uh, so they end up ev- evacuating, and then him and Chubby need no place to hide. Now, who had... Now, you look at the... At this point, that point you look at the checklist... Who haven't we offended yet? I, we've hit everybody. Like I, I, at this time, like right where we're at, we're in this in the movie. We're, well, actually, no. Take that back. We haven't. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't, haven't hit everybody hit yet. Jewish. We haven't hit the Jewish people yet. Yep, Jewish. That's who's up next. They go into yeah. a. They go into a synagogue. Yep. The thing about the scene is like, like it's it's alarmingly short. It is, and it's like super thrown in there just to just to be like moderately offensive. That's the only reason why it's in there. Yeah, but like, his Jewish person isn't even that good. No, I mean it's stupid. It's like really dumb. But something I did uh, commend, I would say, like if I'm giving a small, you know, kudos to Lake Wazama does try to do different accents and do different like voices and stuff like that. I, I will give him props. He's trying. You know what I mean. Um, it, it, it comes off. It comes off like shit. But he's still trying, though. I, I'll give him. I'll give him kudos for that. Yeah. The thing is, he, he, he's with Arya Spears. He's like, legit, legit, as I said in the commentary, he's like legitimately a good impressionist. Oh, for sure. You could tell. I mean, even the opening scene, as much as we hate it, I mean, you could tell he's really like 
but he's just doing it like like I said. He's like uh, a kid on. He's like a kid on eight, like a ADHD kid. Is just constantly, yeah. you know, can't you know, just constantly moving around, constantly you know, making stupid noises and stuff. Yeah. So they end up going to this club where, big shock, some of the people here are not racially sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they talk to these two white guys who like you know they make fun of they call them, like you can get to the servants entrance and then they respond by doing, Beavis and Butthead impressions. Yeah, which is completely, I mean, it's funny, but it's like completely out of left field. But obviously, Beavis and Butthead was big in the uh, the late 90s, and so why not? They then engage in an amp off. Which kind of reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. A little uh, bit, yeah. Not going to lie, not going to lie. Uh, a, a completely lower grade Scott Pilgrim, but still, nonetheless. Funniest thing is, like, the point, I love rock and roll, but they clearly couldn't afford the rights to the Joan Jett version. Yes, uh, Joan Jett wanted no part of this uh, trash I do, I, do, I do think it's funny where like, they, they basically like, amp the two of them to death. And it's funny because uh, like, they're like rocking out that it's like actually like I love rock and roll. It's like, dude, it's not even the original song. It's yeah. not good. Uh, so anyways, they go into the club. The Scottish Mafia is there as well. And again, he, go, he goes in disguise. He takes the, the suit of like this Asian businessman, which is like, what is it with you and this Asian, <laughs> this Asian fetish? Yeah, like you're working for an Asian uh, restaurant. Yeah, you constantly even you even did it in the shower. You're constantly making like yeah, it's it's yeah, it's completely strange. Dude, it's, it's like they, it's like they ran out of stereotypes to make fun of. They started doubling back. Yeah, it's like well, let's just do it again. It's no big deal. Yeah, no, 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 nobody knows. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, they converge him at the, the comedy store though, and that's when he uses the 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 animal pheromones to. Make yeah. everyone attracted to him, which, yep, there you go. Gay uh, joke. There, yeah, there's your, uh, yeah, we weren't homophobic until, yeah, obviously you had to get that in there, too, so. Yep. Uh, so they get caught by the Scottish Mafia, which, the thing which they, the thing they asked him to do is to, to do an impression for him of Scotty from Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? But sure. they, they're not stupid. They still want they still want their money. Yeah. Uh, however... At the same time, this whole Scottish mafia thing is just so not necessary. I know, you, I know, you need a reason for him to need money. Yeah, but I mean, you could take that. I mean, just take that out and just say that you owed maybe Jeff Jones's character or whatever fifty thousand. Just, just, just say, I, just say I, he's I, trying to get money to buy a present for his mom. Like you had the you had the setup right there. Yeah, I mean, you don't need the Scottish was just to get another get another ethnic group. No, no, more to, more stereotype. More yeah, stereotype that's all. More story types. Yep. Yep. So uh, Jeffrey Jones kids his whole family. They got him hostage on a boat, so they go and try and save him. Uh, We reenact the poor man's version of Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, And then we find out the the big twist, the fact that Pest was poisoned. What? But wait. (laughs) But it's also... How is he still alive? (laughs) It's a very specific poison. It only kills you after 18 hours. It's very time release. Like it's very it time release. Acci- it, do- it doesn't accidentally go off at 14 hours or 15 hours or if 18, your heart rate goes off. 18 exactly. Eight, 18 on the dot. This is super, super, you know, time specific. So, yeah. But it's so weird because like, like, if, if, if I have a poison, could I do this? He starts dancing. And the thing is like when they're, when they're like they, they reverse and replay the footage. Which we, were, which we were laughing about because it's like an Instagram boomerang. Mm. I thought that was real. It's totally funny because, you know, boomerangs are a, a big, huge thing on Instagram, so it was kind of funny. Yeah, but then uh, Pest, quote-unquote, dies. Uh, Jeffrey does go to collect money from, from his deposit box. We find out that Pest, surprise, surprise, still alive because yep. he threw up the poison when he was on the boat. Which you didn't know until you put it together. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So Jones gets arrested. Pest has got his money. And... Yeah, that's about it. And then they play yeah. the same intro again, which is like, oh god, the movie's yeah. starting over. Yeah, the the uh, yeah the intro is also the outro. So yeah, that was yeah, that's the best that's in a nutshell. That's the pe- short ass movie, but short ass review, but short ass movie. Yeah. So Russell, final thoughts on the pest. <sighs> kind of what we talked about the commentary. Not a good film. Far from the worst film. I think again. Kirk Cameron said, like, the Christmas movie is going to be just, I think it's, I don't think it's going to get touched. We've watched a lot of bad movies. We, you, you know, we fended through cats. We fended through, you know, uh, sharks. We've, you know, we fend through everything. You know, we do that because, uh, you know, we, we, we love it. But, uh, yeah, it's just not a good film. Um, we can see the talent that Link Wazama does have. Obviously, we were saying with, like, impressionists and stuff like that. It's funny, but, yeah, it's just too over the top. 
Uh, it takes you out of it a lot. I mean, it's just it's stupid like potty humor, and like I said, even though the rating of the PG thirteen rating, like it even said for, like extra men stuff like that, is uh, is actually part of the reason why it's rated PG thirteen. So that shows you what you're in for. But uh, yeah, overall, forgettable film. Um, it's just a stupid film. But I mean, there's a couple funny scenes in it, but overall, just just a stupid film. Yeah, this movie's not very good. Like so, so much <laughs> annoyance squeezed in such a little, little amount of time. Actually, I'm seeing this. I have a newfound respect for John Leguizamo because if his career can overcome <laughs> this, oh, then you could do you could do anything. You could do anything. Absolutely, yeah. Guys, it, it, buddy. It just, but kind of what you said. There's unnecessary plot points. You could completely take that out. Have a different reason why the uh, Pistoria owes fifty thousand uh, dollars. Again, it's just it's it's almost like who's next. It's it's almost like a who's next of to get offended. But um, yeah, like we said, this movie absolutely would never be made now. You could not you couldn't find anybody to fund that movie to make. Oh no no this is this movie would get canceled before it even got made. Yeah, and that, that's just I mean again the '90s were notoriously known for that though a ton of movies that you know you and again every decade has them but more notoriously I think like the '80s and obviously some of those uh, you know. Uh, college movies and stuff like that couldn't get made now but yeah this is definitely one of them though yeah so that's going to do it for us here on the show uh, russell want to give our plug for head out yeah you guys can find us notorious by chance we didn't put the uh, pull up this week because you're welcome we gave you the pest uh but go ahead and join that that's where we uh will put polls up uh, our next one is 2000s summer blockbusters got a good poll going there you guys can also find us notorious by chance is the youtube group we're going to throw new content up i know we've been talking about it we're going to put pen to paper. We'll get to it. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, and, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Chance Wars underscore 91. Uh, check out, check out um, Schmodown, where I compete. Spectacular is going to be at the end of the month playing Shazam for the titles. Uh, it's going to be live. So, right back in the studio. It's going to be a great time. And uh, you can buy tickets for that right now. And, yeah, it's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.